Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Rausch, and this is episode number 24. We are back again. Thank you guys for tuning in. About to get educated on the music industry. So appreciate all the love and support as always. Uh, if you haven't yet, please click uh, subscribe on the podcast. Make sure you're getting this every week tapped into you through uh, Apple Podcasts. If, if that's the app that you're using, um, drop a little comment on there. Give me a little five-star rating if you're finding this valuable and helpful. I would appreciate that. Also, uh, just some some quick usual housekeeping stuff that we're going to go over. Um, we have our fundraiser continuing to go on to support black independent artists. If you'd like to donate, go to paidinfullpodcast.com. We've been able to uh, disperse a lot of that money to several artists and um, you know singers, songwriters, producers, and people that just want to to work in the music industry. And I know everyone's been incredibly grateful. Uh, we love doing this and love putting that support back into our community here. So thank you guys for everyone that's been participating in that. Also, um, if you want to, if you're looking to work in the music industry or just transition or um, just, you know, transition jobs even, we are uh, helping people develop and update their resumes. We have resources for that. So please get in touch. Happy to, to help support there. I know a lot of people are looking for jobs or just looking for changes. So definitely get in touch. We're, we're happy to extend our resources to you guys as well. And um, also lock in some coaching with me. Jump in, you know, on my calendar. We'll, we'll take 30 minutes, do a little Zoom session on the weekends. That's when I usually block out some time. Um, tap in where we can talk, we can chat, I can answer questions, learn more about you, your career, what you want to do. And, um, you know, it's also really helpful for me. I love talking to you guys, uh, learning more about your world. I see things that are new um, and exciting. That's just, you know, that I learn about. So it definitely goes both ways. But um, yeah, just want to help in extending that too. So feel free to jump in. And again, guys, this is totally free. Um, don't worry about any, any costs or anything. This is just, again, my way of like giving back to the community. And my motto is education really is everything. You know that about me. I'm doing this so we can all make this industry super strong and bridge that gap of a lack of education that's been in this music industry for many, many decades. All right. So um, share the podcast, share things that you're learning, educate, educate. Can't stress that enough. All right. Now, today we have um, an interesting topic and uh, it's just, you know, a question that I, I, I kind of get often, um, but it sparked from uh, just an artist that I was talking to that just had a, a general, you know, conversation about how long he was in his contract for. And that's a, a really common question that I, I just get all the time. So many people don't actually know how long they're in their contract for the length of time. So um, today I wanted to just take this episode to deep dive into the contract provision that's called the term, which is really the length of time uh, that you're in your deal for, specifically a record deal, because this applies to all different types of deals, but uh, just for the sake of time and, and really, you know, taking this opportunity to dive deep, we're going to just focus on record deals. Um, I'll be doing one for distribution, one for publishing, so you guys can kind of get a well-rounded uh, view about it. But today, we're just going to talk about record deals and the term, the length of time. Now, 
This is also interesting. When I was in college, I actually we had to drop a, a paper or submit a paper, you know, a term paper about contract provisions. And one of them that I, I really highlighted was the term. And I just thought it was so interesting because something that you may think is so just simple, like, yeah, I'm in my term for three years or five years or one year. It's a one year deal. It's never, never, never that simple. And you really have to dive in to the very specific language of those contracts to understand how long you are locked into those deals. And, you know, it's so important. You know, people, artists, they, they look at the advance. You know, you see this big chunk of money. You think, oh, I'm only in this deal for one album. But little do you know, it's 10 years later, you're still stuck in a deal and you're like, I had no clue it was going to be for this long. Why am I still in this deal? Why am I still locked in? Why can't I go get another deal somewhere else? Why can't I go off and be independent? You know, it's it's just a very kind of common thing that so many artists go through is, um, you know, you, you just don't always know. It's not always crystal clear on how long you are actually in your contract for. So with that being said, let's dive in. Um, I'm just going to go through um, basically a, a sample of what the term can look and sound like and what it you know means. I'll preface this where with there are so many different variations of how this language can go. So what I'm going to talk about today is just one type, but hopefully it'll give you the, the correct things to start thinking about when that language comes to you. But it's you know, like I said, just from a general stance, um, this is not the only way it's presented. There's a lot of things you have to be aware of, but this is one that um, hopefully can can cover enough so you guys get a good understanding. All right, let's get into it. So now, usually in a record deal, we talk about you know what what pops up is is basically a contract period, and that contract period has a lot of things that are a part of it that's scattered all throughout the contract and but some of the things that it consists of some of the main things um, that really the term consists of I'll, I'll say is understanding that what that contract period is um, if there's any renewals which are also known as uh, options so you'll hear that these option periods these renewal periods and the basically all the different factors that feed those, that feed the contract period, that feed the option period, what do they really, really consist of, okay? So let's start with an example. Let's say your, um, your agreement, your, your contract says for the term, it'll consist of a, an initial contract period and it'll also consist of a renewal period or three options. So three renewal periods or three options. And so let's just stop there for a second. So an initial contract period plus three renewals. So to even start to understand this, we have to ask ourselves, okay, it's an initial contract period. What is what is a contract period? And basically whatever a contract period is, now there's going to be three of those. So after this, so, and those are the options. So we have to start understanding, okay, let's figure out what consists of that contract period. Now, the first thing you have to know is when does the contract period begin? Sounds like a very simple, straightforward question, but it can be confusing. 
So some will say the date that is, uh, it's the effective date or the date here of, that's kind of a, a thing too, because there'll be basically a paragraph in contracts where it says this agreement uh, basically begins on this date, the effective date, and it's uh, it'll say an exact date. Let's just say November 1st, 2020. That's the date here. So that's the start date because that start date that's actually listed in the agreement can be a different date that you sign the agreement. Um, let's say you assign the agreement you sign the agreement like two months from now because um, maybe some things were still getting negotiated, but the deal actually like was backdated. Um, there could be different reasons for why for when that contract period actually begins versus the date that's signed versus the date that's actually listed in the agreement. So know the exact start date. Um, really, really important. Sounds like it's easy, but just be aware that's that's the start date. Now, in label deals, there's usually kind of two components that are based around what you have to deliver that make up the essentially the length of time. So, for example, it'll say the contract period will start from the date that's basically listed in the contract. So, let's just say November 1st, and it'll extend for the later of now pay attention to that, the later of, and it'll say 12 months from the start date or nine months after the last day that the album was commercially released and that you fulfilled your recording commitment. Now, you're probably thinking, wait, what? What does that mean? The later of 12 months versus nine months? Like, that's super confusing. I thought I was in a one-year deal. Okay, so this is what it means. Let's break out these components. So the first part said, basically, the contract period will start, or basically, we'll, we'll start from the date here, so November 1st, and continue through the later of 12 months. So let's stop right there. So November 1st, 12 months. Okay, that's the first part. So you have one year. So November 1st, 2020 to November 1st, 2021. Now, because it said that wording the later of, this means this is now your minimum. This is the minimum time you are in this deal because it's either going to be whatever comes later, 12 months or this next section. So that's something you have to be very careful of because you may think, oh, I'm just in a one-year deal. It's 12 months. Not always the case. It can extend much longer than that. So it's at a minimum, at an absolute minimum, it's 12 months from the, the date there. Now, the second part, it'll say, or nine months after the last day of the month where the album was commercially released. Let's just take that portion, okay? So this means... Let's say your album was released on June 1st, 2021. So this says nine months after the last day of the month that it was released. So you release your album June 1st, 2021, but this actually extends to the last day of June. So you may, you, that's already a very confusing point. You may think like, hey, my term ends. Okay, I get it. It's either going to be a year or it's going to be nine months after I release my album. My album goes, hits the streets. 
it's actually the last day of the last month that your album went to hit the streets. So that's actually June 30th, or some may even say July 1st, depending on. So that could be a very confusing factor there. But let's start, you know, I'm sure talking about this on a podcast can be a little confusing too, just kind of keeping track of these dates. So let's run this through a scenario. So the start date of your contract is November 1st, 2020. Okay. So first you count 12 months because they said it's the later of 12 months. So that would be November 1st, 2022. So you're thinking, okay, my contract ends, the initial contract period ends on November 1st, 2021, or the nine months after your album is released commercially. So let's say the release date of that album was June 1st, 2021. So now the contract period, you got to disregard that 12 months. So it's no longer November 1st, 2021. You have to now count nine months after June 1st, 2021 which would make it March 1st, 2022. But remember, in the contract, it had a little wording that said the last day of the month that your album was released. So it actually wasn't June 1st, it's June 30th. So June 30th, then you count nine months, and that would be March 30th, 2022. So that would actually, instead of the 12-month contract. It's now a 16-month contract. So that's how you start to figure out when that initial contract period is over. You have to be very careful with the wording here. So again, 12 months would be November 1st, but your album was released June 1st, 2021. Count 30 days after that because it's the end of the month. So you have to go to June 30th, you know, 2021. Count nine months after that, which would make it March 30th, 2020. Two. So that's just already shows you how kind of complicated it can be to understand when your contract period ends. Now, this is why record labels kind of put this minimum in there to give you say, hey, at a minimum, it's going to be a year contract period. But the, the point that's really important is that release date of your album, because that's the part that can extend that contract period greatly. What if your album isn't released for a year or even two years after, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it got put on hold. Maybe you couldn't get samples cleared. Maybe the features didn't lock in. Maybe your songs just didn't come together for whatever reason, things happen. So you really have to pay attention to those two components, your minimum. And then when your album is released in this case, because uh, in this case, we're talking about kind of that release, um, that the release of your album was the determining factor of the term of the length. All right. Now let's move on to the second component here. So we know what like an initial contract period can look like. Now they also have the options to extend three contract periods. So basically that's your first one, but at their sole discretion. So when we talk about options, it's not you, it's them. They control the options, whether they want to extend this for another option. So you get to the, you know, your contract period is up and they can basically decide, all right, let's extend this for a second contract period or a third one or a fourth one. That's when, you know, your contract, your, your term can get pretty lengthy because again, it's, it keeps based on the release of that of your of your next album. So 
when you have to understand, okay, I did my first initial contract period. Now let me understand this next option, this next option, this next option, which follow the same format as the initial. And so let's say the record labels, they extend that first option. Then you kind of know what you have to expect. It'll be 12 months or, or the nine months after the release of your second album. And it just follows that format. Now, something interesting to note about options. Since the record companies, um, you know, labels have like full control over this. So if they don't decide to extend your option, what a lot of them have written in there to give them even more of a buffer is called an option warning. And they'll basically, it'll sound something like this where they say, look, if we fail to let you know that we're extending this option, you have to send us in writing a notice that says, hey, are you extending my option? Once they get that from you, then they usually will have something like 10 or even 15 business days extra to decide. So your contract period can be up. Let's go back to that example. Well, let's say your contract period um, was to end on March 30th, 2022, nine months after the release of your album, right? So now they have not let you know that they want to extend an option. So now you have to get in writing, send them in a written notice that says, hey, option warning, are you going to extend this renewal? Are you going to extend this option? They get another, let's say 10 days, 10 business days. So that's two weeks. So now you have to go another two weeks for them to hear back from them whether or not they're actually going to extend or not. So this is why like your actual term, the length of time can get confusing because there can be like these even little buffers in place that gives labels more time to decide and keep you under that contract. So it's just not always crystal clear. All right. So that's kind of like how, what you, you just need to pay attention to in terms of options. And I know this is getting a little deep and a little like confusing, but that's, you know, if it's confusing, we'll, we'll run through some more scenarios, but I wanted to get a little bit granular here because um, it's it's that important. The details are the most important part of this contract language. And don't just say, oh, I leave it to my lawyer. Your lawyer is not the one in the deal. You are. So you should know when it starts and when it stops. Look, your lawyer is going to be there to protect you and advise you. But at the end of the day, know your own term of your agreement. Now, the other component that we really have to figure out is what do you have to do? What is your recording commitment? What do you have to do during that term to fulfill it. So, you know, when, because it's based on this, you know, commercial release of your album, then we have to ask ourselves, well, what's an album? Because what, what deems an album? You may think like, oh, I already have a few songs in the bag and I can, you know, throw it all together. I'm not even worried about this, but you have to be really, really particular on knowing what exactly will fulfill your recording commitment. Because if you don't meet those requirements to fulfill it, then the term can extend even longer because they won't be able to commercially release your album properly or meet all the requirements that fall under this. So to understand that recording commitment, let's understand the commercial release of an album. Let's understand the album. So an album usually can be defined something like 10 songs, right? Um, I, I've seen it more. I've seen it 15 songs. I can even see it as 12 songs. 
Um, or it can also be based on a time limit. So it can say like 40 minutes or 35 minutes or 30 minutes, one or the other. So it'll say that, you know, if you're like, man, I just want to get out of my contract. I'm just going to put a quick album together. Every song is going to be a minute long. I don't really care. Nope, can't do that. They have these requirements to prevent you from trying to get out of your deal in uh, one of these loophole type of ways. So you have to understand, okay, a full album, 10 songs, 35 minutes. Also know that those 10 songs are going to be under some restrictions too, meaning they probably can't be live performances. They probably can't be instrumentals, probably can't be remixes, no skits or just like dialogue. Um, you know, they may, may not even count as an intro. For example, you know, sometimes in songs, uh, track one will be like a 50 second, just maybe instrumental that might not actually count as part of the 10 songs or, or that meets the requirement of your album. So um, also though, there'll be something like it has to be also in like the style of you as an artist. So there's a lot in, you know, there's even things like medleys. Um, I'm, I'm just like thinking off the things that I've seen in contracts, but there's requirements of what actually constitutes as an album. And they're really, really specific because they don't want artists who might be on like their third option. Maybe they're not happy with the label and they're, you know, just trying to put an album together so they can quickly meet the requirement and get out of the deal. But again, this a lot of it is subject to the record label. A lot of it has to get approved by the record label. And um, there's always exceptions. You know, the record label, look, they will want to work with you, but they have to put protections in place to make sure that artists aren't just, you know, getting in these deals, delivering, you know, just kind of uh, insufficient albums and, you know, trying to trying to get out of the deal. So you have to really understand what constitutes an album and what's what you have to do to meet your recording commitment. Because again, it's tied directly to your term fulfillment of that recording com commitment and the release of your album. So that's why there's like a few of these components that all relate back to actually the length of time of your album. Because let's say, for example, you go, you record your album, you put this all together, you deliver it to the label, but it doesn't meet the requirements. They're not going to release it. It can push back that release date. And this is how artists can sometimes get um, kind of locked into these longer terms by not really fulfilling even the, like their own deliveries, their own recording commitments. So they all play a factor into this overall timeline. And that's the point that I really want to kind of um, drive here. Now, another point that also can be in record contracts is actually that delivery date. And I just caught myself saying it, the, the delivery, what you have to deliver for your album. Because, you know, on the other side of this, record labels don't want to, you know, offer you advance and advance, do a deal. And then you actually never deliver anything. You just take the money and kind of like go off and, you know, you're, you know, they can't get a hold of you. So they may create a, a provision in there or um, language in there that basically says, all right, you have six months to deliver us an album. So they may put like an actual um, timeline in there to protect themselves from basically giving you an advance and you just taking the money and running and never delivering anything and just saying, forget it. I don't care. I'll be stuck in this deal forever, but at least I got my money. It's like, no, you have to at least um, meet their requirements. So you know, they'll say, okay, we're doing this deal. And in six months, you have to deliver us everything under this recording commitment. 
the album and all the other things that fall under it. So that's just another part that you have to think of too. Now, look, I, I say this because, you know, um, I've seen so many different scenarios of, you know, people trying to get in deals, trying to get out of deals, um, you know, everything kind of under the sun. But overall, like labels want to work with you. You're their artist. They're investing in you and they they want to make this a harmonious relationship. And so do you. That's the whole point of doing the deal. But both parties need to know, you know, how to protect themselves and also, you know, try to reach the same goal together. But when that doesn't happen, that's when you really need to figure out, okay, how long am I in this deal for? What are the requirements? How do I get out of it? What do I, what, what do I need to meet in terms of my commitment? And that's when this stuff really starts to matter when, you know, the relationship just doesn't work out. Um, so that's, that's why I like talking about this stuff because unfortunately, look, I, I've, I know a lot of artists that are, you know, really happy in their label deals. They have great partnerships with their labels um, and they've had tremendous careers. And I know a lot of artists who haven't been so happy. It just wasn't the right fit and they want to get out of their deal because they have other labels that they'd like to work with that might just be a better fit for them and push their career along, but they can't get out of their deal because they can't meet the requirements there. They didn't finish meeting the commitment. So that's why all this stuff is really important. And, um, you know, a lot of it falls into the label's power too. And that's where those options really, um, you know, really become uh, valuable is, you know, maybe the relationship isn't always great, but a label continues to believe in you and, and wants you to fulfill all the options. So be careful on how many, how many options you agree to, because that will just extend the term longer and longer and longer. All right. So just wanted to take, um, again, that I'll stop it right there, but hopefully that just gave you some things to think about. Um, again, it, it could be a little confusing just understanding these dates. And, you know, if it is apologies, feel free to DM me if you need some clarity, but I wanted you to really keep in mind the important factors of the start date of the contract, the minimum length of time the contract is going to be, um, the length of time after your album is released. Um, it could also be based on the delivery. Some contracts say uh, it'll either be, uh, you know, the minimum of X or this or, you know, nine months after the delivery rather than the release. Because what if you deliver, you fulfill your commitment, you deliver a full album, everything is great, and the label doesn't decide to put it out. Your term shouldn't then be based on whether they release it or not, your term should be based on, look, you met your commitment. You met all your requirements. They didn't hold up their side. So why should you be stuck in a deal if the label never put out your um, album or, you know, if they delayed it greatly, you know, so those are different things to think about too, in um, relation to the delivery, what you have to deliver to them and what they actually have to release and how your term, the length of time you're in the contract, is affected based on one or the other. You could deliver something on June 1st, 2021, fully locked and done, but they may not release the album until June 1st, 2022, and that just extended your deal another year because it just wasn't the right timing for them. So just some things to think about and really pay attention to when thinking about how long you are in a deal for. Um, and 
don't worry. This is like a part one, this, this episode, I'm going to be talking about it with like distribution deals that follow very similar principles, um, and publishing deals as well. Administration deals. The term is a really, really interesting thing. Um, I, I find it one of the most interesting provisions in a contract because there's so many variations of it. And it's also the part of the contract that I feel a lot of artists and songwriters don't fully, fully understand and then get surprised about like, why am I still in my deal? Why, how am I in my deal this long? I never agreed to this. You did. You just didn't understand it. So make sure you pay attention to the language in those contracts, how long you have to be in those deals, what the commitments are from you, what the commitments are from the label, and um, just make sure you have a lot of clarity with that. All right, that is it for today. Um, hopefully that gave you some, like I said, some, some insight about the term and you feel a little more comfortable reading these agreements, read contracts. It's so important. Understand this stuff, guys. And uh, if, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me through paidinfullpodcast.com or you could hit me up on Instagram at paidinfullpod. Send me a DM, happy to help. And until then, I appreciate you guys listening and I will see you on the next episode. 